there was a, uh, a guy that I was watching. He's really well known here in the States. Uh, his name is Sid Roth. Anybody ever watch Sid Roth? Sid Roth, he has a, 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 a thing on radio. I think it's on the, it's on the TV too uh, called Supernatural. Anybody seen it? Anyway, he's, he's kind of a prophetic voice here in the United States and really all over the world. And I was watching him a little while back, uh, before, actually before we left, and he said that we are watching the de-Christianization of America. The de-Christianization of America. Some of you are looking at me like, what in the world is de-Christianization? Let me give you the actual definition of de-Christianization because it's already happened in one country. Does anybody know what country that is? It happened in France about a hundred years ago. They de-Christianized France back in the late 1800s, 1900s. Let me, let me read, you guys are looking at me funny, let me read you what the definition is. Definition of de-Christianization, a deliberate act to remove Christ and the Bible from public life and public places, ultimately removing the very knowledge and belief of a Savior from the hearts and minds of the people. God help is right. He's talking about our country. He said, we're watching the de-Christianization of the USA that was actually founded on Christian principles. We're watching it de-Christianize. Now, I'm talking about you. You're watching it just like me. And you're as much of a Christian as I am. And we're watching our own nation. Go down the drain because we're not doing anything about it. So, we can't sit here and complain to each other. Because we're the ones that are allowing it to happen. Aren't you guys glad I'm back? Kay does not yell at you like this. Guys, we better open up our eyes and we better open them up quick. Because we have just gone through, man, we have flown through two or three different countries, and you know, and we've spent all those hours on a plane. And one thing I found out is Americans are the most oppressed people that I have ever run into. And you say, well, not us Christians. I'm talking about born-again believers. We're the most oppressed, depressed people I have ever run into. I'm not saying that there aren't more oppressed people out there because I'm sure that there are, but some of us can't even make it to church on time. We're so depressed about what happened yesterday. And when you hear about somebody that's gone clear across the country like we just did, you know, I've, so, so many things are going through my mind when, right before we left. I'm going to lose a month of, of work. I work for myself. I'm going to lose a month. I thought, man, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not like some of you guys. I don't get paid when I don't work. <laughs> don't laugh at me. You know what I'm talking about. If I don't work, I don't get paid. And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm going to lose a month because I know when I come back, it takes me a, you know, a few days to kind of get back on track. I, that stuff was going through my mind. I was thinking, I'm going to lose all this money. It's costing us three or $4,000 to get over there. I'm sitting there adding up in my head. And then all of a sudden, God said to me, I, did I tell you to go or, or what? I mean, you're, you're, putting a, you're putting that kind of limit on me. I mean, you know, $10,000, $12,000 down the drain. I'm just thinking, well, what, what am I going to do? Gina's going to have to sell stuff. Tractors. No, not the tractors. Something else. I'm thinking, 
why are we, why are we watching the de-Christianization of America? I bet you guys can't answer that, can you? Man, I was, I was studying that for, I, got, I was up at 3 o'clock this morning. I don't, have, I'm not, I'm not get, I don't have much jet lag, but Gene and I were both up. Gene actually woke me up. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. And I thought, you know, I've got to study this because this is exactly what's happening to us because we're, we're, just kind of, we're just kind of letting things go. And we say, well, you know, you go ahead and do that. You go ahead. You know, if you want to go over there for three weeks, you go ahead and do that. I'm going to stay here and watch you. You go ahead and do that over there. I'll give you $100 to get you over there. We're oppressing ourselves. Well, it's good you guys are looking at it like you're taking this pretty good. Because I've just come back from a country where they don't have much of anything. The average wage per day is $2. If you're really, if you're really in good shape, you're making 4 If you work for a call center, you may make $5 a day. So if there's any complainers in here about you, what you're making, you better just shut up. Because we, we, are, we are some of the most blessed people on the face of the earth. Every time we come in here and he's standing up, Dylan's standing up here praising worship and everybody's, and all of our band members are up here and they're playing their heart out, we ought to be giving our heart back. Some of you can't even raise your hands to the God that saved you. And you ain't got no stinking excuse. You don't have any more excuse than I do. Well, that's because that's just the way I am. I'll, I'll just be quiet. You know, throw me out of here today. Because we better open our eyes. You know, we're, when we're in worship, guys, we're worshiping the God that saved us. The God that gave us everything that we have. Oh, well, I don't want to do that. And I don't want to help with the church. You know, you, you, are be, you are in oppression. You are in spiritual oppression. We just came back from a country that makes... $2 a day, $3 a day, and they will praise and worship. Everybody will get up and dance. I thought, what in God's name has happened to us? I sit over there and watch these people that don't have anything. They're living in a little hut, guys. They're living in a little bitty place that's got some dirt floor. And they praise and worship better than we do. They're freer than we are. Excuse me for getting up your behind, but it's true. They're freer than we are. What is up with that? Then I asked Gina when I stepped off that, when I got out of the car, Dylan picked us up and I got out of the car and God said, what are you doing here? He said that to me. I said, what do you mean? Look at everything that I have. I just came back to a 4,000 square foot house and we don't have anybody hardly in it anymore. I just came back to, you know, I just came back to all this stuff, man. I feel, I feel so awesome because I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. He said, what are you doing here? And so I asked Gina, I said, what are we doing here? I just laid it off on her. I said, what are we doing here? We, we, are, we, are we actually doing something that makes a difference? Can you answer? 
Are you doing something with your life that's making a difference to somebody? Are you just living life? You know, I'm sitting here thinking, you know, Don, I could have a good old time on those tractors for the rest of my life. My tractor's air-conditioned. It's got AM, FM radio. It's got a CD. It's hydrostatic. It's just like getting in a Cadillac. It is a Cadillac. And I got two. Yeah. Two. And I come back to this stuff. Hey, I'm not telling you anything that you are not already thinking. I come back to my stuff and I think, what am I doing? I am living my life just going through whatever. And I got people 22,000 miles away that are living off of $10 a week and living closer to God than me. Now you explain that to me. I'll show you some pictures here in a minute. You explain that to me. You explain to me how somebody can live off of $15, $15 a week and be joyful in the Lord when they go to church and they couldn't figure out why that American only preached for 25 minutes. I'd get done, they'd all go, they didn't know what to do. They're used to an hour or more. So, so every time Cade gets me up here, I'm preaching for a freaking hour and a half. <laughs> I'm going to set you guys back up to where you belong. You're not getting out of here till 2 today. (laughs) Today, I'm just simply here to remind you and me what the Bible is about. What commands it gives us as New Testament believers, and hopefully to jumpstart some of us in here who have a willing heart and want to act upon the very heart of God. So I'm going to ask you right now, what is the heart of God? Because it's, it's talked about all over the Bible, even in Old and New Testament. Jason, bring me up an Old Testament verse. Bring me up that one. and Let's go way back. Let's go way back to like Second Chronicles. Let's go back. Let's look and see what it says. Therefore, let no one despise him, but send him on his... That's not it. That's Corinthians. Go back to that. That's New Testament. Go back to Chronicles. Way back, about, oh, let's see, about 2,000 years before that. Maybe a little more. Got it yet? There it is. The author says, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face forevermore. Well, that's not one of those verses that you have to sit down and try and figure out. <laughs> so I'm giving it to you. I told you it's going to be simple today. Let's read it again. Seek the Lord in His strength. Seek His face evermore. That is an action verse. How many of you realize that? There are action words in that verse. What are the action words in that verse? Seek. There should be another one in there. I think he's got a different version than I do. Look to the, let me give you the version that I have. Look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. Look seek. Really the same thing, isn't it? Look seek. How many of you are looking to the Lord really for 
How many of you are seeking the face of God? When I stepped off out of the car, I'm thinking, am I seeking the face of God? Am I, am I really seeking the face of God? Because if you're not seeking the face of God, you don't know the heart of God. If I'm not seeking, if I'm not really acting upon what God has for me, then I don't really know His heart. And I'm going to ask you again, what is the heart of God? All right, let's go to another verse. Have you got that other one for me? Let's go to Isaiah. Is this Isaiah 6, 8? There you go. Oh, he's got, mm, yeah. He said, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, now let's just forget this one because this is way too over the top. Now go ahead and read it. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And then I said, here, send me. How many of you can read that and put it to your very own life? I heard the voice because when you seek him, when you look for his face, you're going to hear him. And when you hear him, he's going to ask you. Oh, yes, he is. Whom will I send? Send the other guy. <laughs> send Firebach. He'll go. He's almost retired. He's got time. Send, send Sandy. She's got time. Send Dawn. No, don't. Lord, find somebody else to send because you're asking me. I'll have to, I'll have to, do, I'll have to change my lifestyle. My American lifestyle. I'll have to change something if you send me, so I'll pray that you send somebody else. Now, if you're saying that, and you're saying that every day, you're not listening to the voice of God. Everybody say, I love you, Pastor Pawpaw. And I'm glad you only speak every now and then. Look, if you're not seeking God, you are not hearing His voice. If I'm not, I get so caught up in what I do. I work for myself, and I get, I, I get so caught up in what I do, in my job, that anymore I'm watching this de-Christianization of America. There are some of you that are putting your job on Sundays and not come to church at all, and that is that is you are you are de-Christianizing yourself, and you get mad at me if you want to. Cade can just put up with you next week. But I'm going to speak the truth in here. And that's all that's going to come. If we're going to de-Christianize America, it's going to come from the church. We're de-Christianizing the church. We put ourselves, we put church on the back burner and then we say, well, then you know, we all got the grace of God. We all live by the grace of God. Well, no, we don't. And grace isn't one of those. You know, we've had that definition for a long time. Grace. The grace of God is all over me because I'm born again. Well, not really. I got something new for you today. What does the Bible say about the grace of God? God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Uh-oh. So can I be born again and not be living by the grace of God? Well, that was something new today. 
So don't, 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 don't ever start complaining about how God is not working in your life because it may be just the fact is that you're not humble enough for Him to work in your life. Boy, when God showed me that, I thought, holy moly. That hurt me. That hurt the inside of me. I'm thinking, boy, that's, that's, you know, I've had a problem with humility for a long time. You talk bad about me and I'm coming to get you. And I'm getting on Facebook and telling everybody about your stuff. All right, I didn't mean to go there, so we're just going to go on. I could be here for a long time. I want to show you some pictures here, and this is what we're going to end with today, but I want to show you some pictures. Did you come up with the video too? Did the video download? It didn't download? Okay, we'll do that some other time. I want to show you some pictures. Go ahead and, go ahead and bring the first picture up for me. I'll just come down here so you can see it. Has anybody got one of those in your backyard? Huh? This guy lives on an island. And the island is smaller than two blocks, two city blocks. Laura has been there. This island is, you can actually walk around this island in 40 minutes. The whole island. There are 1,200 people, I think they said. Is that right? Living on this island. Most of them make less than a dollar a day. Some of them don't make anything. Some of them are living off their family's land because they can't make anything. Most of them are fishermen. They live off this island, and this guy, this is, man, he'll probably be eating. He's probably already gone. He's probably already gone. They probably fed him to us, and we didn't know it. Let's go on to the next one. I just wanted to show you him. He's kind of pretty. So here we are walking around this island. That's Gina and all the people that were with us that day. And here we are. This is, this is the sidewalk, and this sidewalk goes all the way around this island. All the way around. You can walk all the way around it. You see all the houses. You can see every, where everybody lives. Go ahead and give me another one. Maybe i got another good picture. And this is their church. I don't know if you notice it or not, but there's no windows in the church. There's no door. There's mud everywhere because it was raining. And if, if we had this same thing right here, none of you would be here today. Because you can't get in the mud. Because your shoes are going to get dirty. Huh? That's the other thing. It's not air conditioned. And it was 90 that day. It was cool. No windows, no air conditioning, and plastic chairs, they're not padded. This church has lost its support. It has no support. I started the support to this church 15 years ago, and now the church that was supporting it is not supporting it anymore. This church has no way to continue. This church can continue with $150 a month. We waste more than $150 a month on coffee. This church has about 50 people in it. It's split. Half the church got mad at the pastor because he is now the barangay captain of the, neighbor, of the island. In other words, he's political now. He's trying to straighten up his island, his hometown. So half of them got mad and left and started a church next door. And so now he's lost another half of his offering. And I've known this guy for 15 years. This is the first place I preached. 
in the Philippines 15 years ago. Give me the next one. So they're all coming in. They're, they're coming in to meet the Americans that day. And, and there's the inside of the church right there. You can see they've got the chairs around. Well, that's your air conditioning right there is those ceiling fans. Go on to the next one. This is what we came on, and I just wanted to show you because that is the island. That's it. It's sitting out there. You can see the rain cloud back behind it. It was a beautiful day that day. But that's the island. You can see the houses all the way around the outside of it. See them? That's the boat we came in on. My pastor that, ha that has that, that church has three boats. And you go dolphin watching, on, dolphin watching on those boats. We went and watched dolphins that day. It was awesome. But that's not, that's not the point here. Is That is a community right there. And guys, if we tried to operate this church off $150, $200 a month, do you realize what would happen? The doors would not be open and Cade would be really upset because Cade would have to pay the rent. Well, maybe not. It's gone. Then we move over to another island. And I'm because I'm not showing you very many pictures today because we're actually having a Filipino day later on. We move over to the other island, and when we get there, they say we're gonna feed kids today. We're gonna feed kids today. So Jean decided just to dig right in, and she's making the plates for the kids. There are over 200 kids that will show up to be fed and only have that one meal that day. And it's like spaghetti and something else. I don't even, I, I can't even eat it, guys. I can't. It makes me sick. I'm a big baby. And Gina's dishing this out, and, and the other girls are, that's, that's, Sus, that's Susan right beside her. Go ahead and go to the next one. Dishing this out because the kids are waiting to be fed that day. Uh, by the way, we're learning what the heart of God is right now. I don't know if you don't if you realize it. This is what we're learning what the heart of God is. So they're waiting to be fed that day, and of course I come up in front of them, and they've got the guys, the boys on one side, and the girls on the other to cause so it won't cause you know less problems. And they're just captivated by having their picture taken, just like Mexico, right? Okay, give me another picture. Does anybody know what that is? Spaghetti and white rice. How many of you would like to? And a chicken leg from a chicken that's undergrown anyway. They are so happy to get that. I can't express to you how they eat. I think I got another picture. Go ahead and give me another one. That's how many showed up that day to be fed. And that was a small crowd because of the weather. I just can't wait to get to Mazio's today. How about you? Huh? I just can't wait to go eat somewhere today. I sat there and watched that. Gina, Gina was involved in that. And I, I sat there and just watched that. Go, go on to the next picture. There's only about 20 of them. And I thought, what in the world are we doing? back home. I just, I can't, I can't express to you enough. I don't really know. 
when you go to one of these places and you see how the rest of the world, the rest of the world, folks, is measured by our dollar. Did you realize that? I mean, it's we are so prosperous here. Nearly the entire world is, is they look at our dollar as, they, they think some girl came up to me, one of the girls came up to me and said, we look at you guys as the rest of the world. We have the Philippines and then we have the U.S. That's how they look at us. And then we come up to another church and they've got the sign out front. They, can't, they didn't have enough money to actually make a sign like Peter did with Bishop and this and that on it. So they wrote Bishop on a, box, on a chalkboard. This is another church that we started. I, we have actually started over 13 churches within the past 15 years. You got Some of you probably didn't even know that. We've actually helped start 13 to 15 churches and, and there's still, I think, about 11 of them going right now. This is the next church. Go ahead and give me another one. We're walking over here, and my goodness, we walk in, and this is the stage. And you see the benches where they sit. They do have a nice drum set. This is part of Restoration Church. There's about 12 of these churches like this. And look what they put out for us. Next picture. Look what they put out. Oh. They had to have their picture taken. Give me, I, sh- I think I should have a picture in there of what they made for us. Give me another picture. Does anybody know what that is? It's a coconut. Gina hates coconut. But she drinks it anyway. And let me tell you, that coconut water is really good for you. Because it's coming straight from the coconut. It is really good for you. So Gina drinks it anyway because they go through all that. You know, they climb up the trees and they get the coconuts and they bring them down and and they actually split those open and and you can take a spoon. How many of you like coconut? You can take a spoon and you can actually eat the coconut right out of the shell. Just, you know, some of you are going, ew, no, no. It's really, really good for you. It's hot, yeah. No, they don't have a refrigerator, so... It's good, and we've been we drank it that whole time. They would that is a a uh, a sign of honor. They give you a straw sometimes. We didn't have straw that time, so give me the next picture. I think I've only got five left. Does anybody know what that is? That is a mango, straight off the mango tree. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, right off, just fresh as could possibly be. And every place we go, guess what we get? Mango, coconut, and rice. That's what we get. And every church we go to, we visited four that day, I think. Every church we go to, guess what they do? They put that out. Sometimes it's just a loaf of bread. But however they honor us is how they will honor us. Whatever money they have is how they honor us. All right, go on. That is the pastor, his wife, and his son. This pastor is a security guard. He actually has a job, which is what we're trying to get them to do from now on, is actually have a job. Pastors over there think that they don't have to work because they're doing the Lord's work. Well, we're trying to change that. We're actually helping helping to open a trade school on Dumaguete. 
Some of you guys, I've got some stuff for you that you could do. You could help me buy a MIG welder to help start a welding school. $1,400 will, will start a welding school. $1,400 is all a MIG welder cost. There's some of you guys in here that could pay for that by yourself with the money that you've got in your drawer. And you could start a school for the pastors to help him, make, help him with his trade. Think about that. Think about it. You've just helped him get a job where he normally couldn't because nobody can help him. Go on. One of Gina's friends, she had to have her picture taken. Gina made all kinds of friends, and you can tell why, because of her skin. They thought she was not real because of her skin. They really did. Some of them thought she wasn't real. Had one little boy come over, and he was, he was feeding, and he left his plate, and he went. And he went. And then he saw me watching him, and he goes. He just couldn't figure out how in the world she was actually alive. They love Americans over there. They love us guys. They just, they just love us. Next. Now, we went to the sister church of this church. You guys didn't know that we have a sister church over there. I think I'm going to show it to you here in just a minute. We have actually already built a church. When we were Abiding Word Fellowship Church... We built a church in the Philippines. It cost us $7,500 to build the church. The whole thing. We got to visit it, and before that, these guys, we got to go to the beach, to the, to the, not to the shoreline, and they had been out since 3 o'clock in the morning catching fish, and they had to have their picture taken with that American. So they wanted to show me what they were doing that that night, and, and I don't have a lot of pictures. You'll have to go on the Facebook site, but you'll see all the fish they caught that morning. We had to go because they didn't show up for church because they had been out. They caught so much fish, they couldn't make it back to church. We had church at 8 o'clock in the morning, and they didn't show up, so we had to go find out why. They were just coming in. Give me the next picture, Jason. There they are actually coming in. About 9 o'clock that morning. They'd been out for five, six hours catching fish. Next one, Jason. We are now at the sister church of No Limits Church. All right, I'm glad you guys are excited about that. We Fought and we didn't fight, but we, we were so concerned about these padded chairs that we got. I just think they're great, don't you? Well, they're sitting on a two-by-six. So, I'm going to talk to Cade and see if we can pull all these chairs out here this week and put two-by-sixes in here for next Sunday so you can see how your butt feels when you sit for two hours. Maybe we'll get better praise and worship out of you. <laughs> Amen. You be up here going... I'll sit down on that. I'll just do what Pastor Mark says. So we, 
So we walked in, and I thought, oh, no, 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 we'll break those. If it, you know, uh, we will, we'll break those. We're so much heavier than they are that, that we'll break those. They're just a little bitty, you know, and these are all youth right here. Give me the next picture I think I'm showing. Yeah, that's, that's uh, Restoration Church, the one that we built. And they have no drums. This is the one, if you'll go on the Facebook, the guy is actually doing the drums off the phone. He's got his phone plugged up to the, to the system, and he's, you would not go on the Facebook site. You would not believe how good he is. So I walked in there because we had just bought a welding kit for Peter so he could, he, he's actually supporting his own churches, so now we bought him a welding kit so he could actually make more money so he could support his own churches. He supports all these churches on his own because most of his support is gone now. So he's supporting all these churches and I walked in here and I thought, wait a minute, we just brought money, I think two guys in here, I think two or three guys gave enough money to buy that welding kit and to buy the chairs. Is that right? We went over there and bought 50, 40 or 50 chairs with the money that somebody gave from this church. So they now have all new plastic unpadded chairs. I think he's getting them this week or next week. Because somebody acted. We bought the welding kit and we bought the chairs and now we need to buy them a set of drums. I want you to help me buy them a set of drums. We can buy them a set of drums for $400. I want you to think about that. I'm not asking you for any money today. I'm just telling you here's what it is. I'm, oh, by the way, we're talking about the heart of God. All right, I'm almost done. Some of you have had enough, so let's just go on. Go on to the next one. Do I have any more? Isn't he awesome? By the way, there's the church dog to the left. Every church has a dog. And sometimes it sits right up front while you preach. So, Kate, I want a church dog next time I preach. Bring Mocha up here. All right, next one. I think we're getting to the end here. Is that the last one? I've just introduced you to the true heart of God. The heart of God has nothing to do with how nice your chairs are. The heart of God has nothing to do with how nice our sound system is. Because... We have just, I have just preached in probably 10 different places that the PA system is just total junk. One service we went to, we prayed in the Spirit for 20 or 25 minutes. The Spirit of God was so heavy upon that place that we could not stop praising God. I'm just, I am speaking that over this church right now. Don't be afraid to worship. Don't be afraid to lift your hands. Don't be afraid to be free. Don't even think about what somebody else is watching you do. Watching what you're doing. Be free. And if you get mad at me for saying it, just get mad. You'll get over it. But guys, we have got to be free or we're going to watch our nation de-Christianize. Through the church. 
The heart of God has nothing to do with this stage. The heart of God has nothing to do with this air conditioning. The heart of God has nothing to do with this building. You see, because this building is just what we meet in. We can meet in just about anything. Should be able to. Because we just came back from a place where they just meet anywhere. We have an opportunity now to build another church where there is no church. We have an opportunity to build a church up on a mountain where there is no church at all. They have nowhere to go. We could actually, what we did, let let me put it in perspective here. What we had to spend on the remodel on these two spaces, we could have built eight churches. Each one of these churches will actually reach at least 100 people. I have just introduced you to God's heart. Heart of God has nothing to do with this. The heart of God has everything to do with what He's already put inside yours. Because if you've been born again, you have the heart of God in you. Let me ask you right now in closing, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm not condemning anybody in here today. I'm asking you because I'm trying to open your heart. What are you doing? Because it's not the amount of money that you make. There are all different kinds of of jobs in here. Some people make a lot. Some people don't. It has nothing to do with how much money you make. It's what you do with what you have. Because the heart of God says, Give and it shall be given. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. And if you truly believe that, then you understand the heart of God. Because that's what each and every one of us are called to. So, my final words today. Don't be mad because God's not working in your life. If you're not following the heart of God, don't expect for God to give back to you. He's already given you the gift of heaven. If you're born again, you got it. But don't be complaining to God because something's not working in your life, that you're not seeing happiness, that you're not seeing joy, because joy comes from the heart of God. Everything of God comes from being in obedience, saying, I am going to do this because this is what God is. Do you realize that you're actually stopping yourself from being prosperous when you're not giving? Let's just put it out there, folks. So, truly, I'm not asking for money. I'm asking for your heart. That's all I'm asking for. And I want you to go home and I want you to think, when you, when you go home, no matter where you live and what you have, I want you to look at what you have and then I want you to say, I want you to ask yourself, what am I doing here? What is my purpose? Am I making a difference? Because we don't need to go through our entire life not making a difference. That's a waste of time. And we ain't got time for that. Amen.